Good evening, everybody. Um, we are glad to be with you tonight. Uh, we want to update you on Sister Mary. Uh, she had uh, a lot of tests done, and there's several little things. I say little things. Uh, there are several things, and there's that she talked about being small spots and so forth uh, that they are uh, going to be doing more tests on and looking at. So. Please uh, keep her in your prayers. Uh, continue to pray for Sister Tawana. Uh, Sister Donna Faye, uh, she is doing better, and we praise the Lord for that. Uh, but continue to pray for her. Uh, Sister Barbara, uh, keep her in your prayers. Um, Mike Glass, in your prayers. Uh, we did get returned to work, waiting for the paperwork to be filled out properly, uh, and then the, we will be back to work. Um, do remember, uh, we've got prayer requests coming in uh, for um, Maggie, I believe it, Maggie, uh, Sister Barbara's granddaughter, Maggie. Uh, so do remember her in your prayers as well. Uh, remember uh, uh, Lynette in your prayers, still waiting for her CPAP machine. Uh, still no information on our two-year-old we were praying for that had meningitis. Um, Brother Don, as he finishes up his treatments. Timothy King, Brother Danny, uh, Sister Jean, her granddaughter. Sister Junior is doing better. And Jasmine's doing better, but remember both of them. Uh, Debbie Henderson, uh, just looking over my list here, remember Kayla uh, in your prayers. And Mariah, uh, I don't know, her, her glucose, the, gluc the sugar test uh, turned out good. And so we praise the Lord for that. Uh, Jacob's co-workers, both of those will be back to work. And so... Uh, but continue to pray for them. We thank the Lord for them. Um, remember Debbie Henderson in your prayers, Darren and Jason. Uh, Brother Danny's eye surgeries. Uh, remember that. Sister Cheryl, all of her tests come back good. We praise the Lord for that. Sister Joanne, uh, uh, some friends with kidney disease. Um, trying to read my own writing which is uh, sad uh, but do remember the families that uh, have been mentioned in our prayer request uh, some friends of Rita and Keith uh, do remember them uh, Normal Whitledge Brother Beal's knee surgery as he's recovering Sister Joanne uh, Bynum uh, Justin Kinser and Sister Eva Dodd, uh, Billy Walters, Sister Rose and their family, uh, Brother Daniel, Sister Diane, Sister Rhonda, Evan, and Rob in your prayers, uh, Reverend Charles Chesser, Joe and Betty Howard, uh, Sister Gail's great nephew and Dr. Bill, uh, Debbie Scott, uh, little Eleanor, Praise the Lord for the results we got. Sister Barbara shared with us on her, but continue to pray for her. Elisa Ray, uh, 
many had unspoken requests. Uh, remember our shut-ins, as we'd already asked. Remember uh, Sister Tawana in your prayers, Sister Mary Jane, and then Brother Junior. So lift uh, each of these in your prayers as we go through the remaining part of the week and then Sunday. And I know the Lord will uh, reach down and touch. We praise Him for all the answered prayers that we've gotten, and we're just so thankful for that. But Father, we pray tonight, Lord, that your will would be done in our lives, and we thank you, dear God, for all that you do. Lord, knowing tonight, Father, you've listened and heard our prayers many times, uh, Lord, and we pray again tonight for those sick and afflicted. Dear God, we praise you, Lord, for the prayers that you've answered, dear God, and we thank you, Father, for the prayers you've answered, and uh, Lord, we may have prayed one way, but you answered the right way, and we do thank you for that. We ask you, Father, this evening that you would help us, Lord, as we uh, go through thy word a few moments, Lord. We pray that uh, we would just share, Father, that which is necessary and needful for our lives. And, Lord, I'm just so thankful tonight for, again, just knowing your presence with us, Lord. Father, for all the prayers you've answered. And we, we just ask you, Father, just be with this lost world, dear God. We pray help us to be lights in it. Help us be examples, dear God. Lord, we pray, Father, just uh, reach down and touch hearts tonight. Lord, we pray and we give you glory, Father. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' holy name. And amen and amen. Uh, <clears throat> message or lesson tonight, uh, we've got, uh, really, I would say, uh, is uh, got to do with the gentleman we saw this afternoon when we were at therapy and really didn't have any uh, uh, thought as to what we would do tonight. Uh, just pray and trust the Lord. Uh, but uh, sitting there, um, waiting the few minutes that I do, I, I, I walk in. I may get there early, sit in the parking lot. I'm kind of one of those folks who doesn't like to go in the doctor's office um, until about five minutes till uh, they want me there. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but this gentleman was sitting across from me, and he was reading his Bible. And, and I thought, you know, what a life and testimony that is uh, to those that are there in, in the doctor's office. And a lot of times you'll go in there, and there's a Gideon Bible uh, laying around uh, in some place. And I kind of looked around, and I didn't see any there, so I don't know if what he had was maybe the Gideon Bible that was there or if that was his own Bible. Um, uh, but anyways... Uh, just, you know, what a light it is. And so, you know, I got thinking about that, and, and we, we was looking through tonight and thinking about uh, our works and uh, going in and looking at those things and, and then thinking about what does the Bible say about it because I know we're not saved by works. And I teach and preach that uh, we're not saved by works uh, but because the Bible sell, tells us that. Uh, not of works lest any man should boast, or so we can't be good enough. Uh, but it, and it does tell us that our works should be a reflection of our faith, and that our faith should um, cause us to want to do the things that we do for the Lord, or to do things for the Lord. And so, title thought tonight: Our works should show our faith. In the Bible tells us this in many places, and we'll get into a few of those uh, this evening. But while I was looking at that, and I was thinking about that, you know, um, 
Zach had mentioned something to me, and uh, I was talking to him, and I said, you know, the Bible says we need to walk in the Spirit. And if we do, if we walk in the Spirit, we'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh, which means that our works, the things that we're doing, will shine light on the Lord. They will give uh, the example to follow. And when I, so I punched in real quick, uh, walk in, and uh, just thinking it would bring up uh, that scripture there, you know, walk in the spirit we find over in Ephesians. But instead it found up, it brought up 80 verses of scripture. So I narrowed it down to walk in all after looking through and reading some of them. Uh, walk in all. Well, it's found five times in scriptures, those three words, but it's followed up uh, with the direction of us going towards the God, going towards God. So Deuteronomy is the first place that this found. I'm going to cover these uh, five verses before we get into uh, the, the, the relationship of our works showing who we are. Deuteronomy 5 in verse 33 says um, this, Ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may live, and that it may be well with you, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. So if you think about it this way, when we walk in the way God would have us to walk, it's going to be well with our lives. Our, our, our walk with the Lord is our unity with Him. And it doesn't mean we won't ever have hardships or sorrows, but it does mean that things are going to go well. They're going to go right. Uh, it's like I said, you know, uh, in my prayer, I thank God for answering my prayers the right way because sometimes what we pray for is not the necessarily what God wants us to have or God wants us to do um, and so when we pray that his will be done and something does not go the way we expect it to or want it to and I'm thinking about my job application that I had here late uh, lately um, we can get disappointed and, 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 and get discouraged in some aspects and, and I'm not going to say that I was all yippee happy because it, I didn't get it but I had to remember that I had prayed, sincerely prayed, and I asked others to pray for me that God's will would be done, that the right way that needed to be answered, that God would answer, that that, that would go the right way. And so I praise God that he gave the right answer, that it went the right way. And so when we walk in all the ways which the Lord our God hath commanded us, and none of us are perfect, but we, we walk in this, and we'll get to the doctrine part of it here in a minute, uh, but we're walking in the ways God would have us to walk. It's going to be well with us, and it's going to be well in our land. And I will be honest with you, the United States of America today needs people to walk in the ways of the Lord. Uh, and, and maybe at that point uh, we could change some things, some things would be different. I'll just be honest about that. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 12 says and now Israel what doth the Lord thy God require thee but to fear the Lord thy God now we understand this that this is not anything different it's not a new surprise that God through many times has 
required that we should fear him and tells us to fear him and if we will fear the Lord uh, then things will be uh, the way that they need to be for you and I uh, but also this it establishes the right relationship uh, with the Lord uh, so he says that we should uh, uh, walk there he said and now now Israel what doth the Lord thy God require thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, to walk in all his ways. Uh, and we know this, that the ways of the Lord are right, right? Because Jesus said he is the truth, the life, and the way. And so the ways of the Lord are the right ways. And we know that uh, this evening, if we will walk, excuse me, I'm trying to silence things here. Uh, if we walk in the ways the Lord would have us to walk, we're going to be in good shape there. He says, but to walk in all his ways, to love him and to serve him, the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. We find this recorded in the New Testament. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might, with all thy mind. And he says in here, this is what God would have us to do. Can I tell you tonight that if we would do this again, it's going to change us. Uh, going over into the 11th chapter, it, 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 you know, it's not uh, hard to perceive why this is in the Old Testament. Um, Jesus comes to fulfill the law, uh, and he begins to teach us in the New Testament. Uh, but Deuteronomy 11:22, For if she shall diligently keep all these commandments, which I command you to do them, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to cleave unto him. Uh, I thought about this because, you know, the Bible tells us that we are to cleave unto our wives. And, uh, you know, uh, I, we when we went today to uh, the doctors there, we expected the return to work uh, was coming. Um, I didn't know whether he would just go ahead and, uh, fulfill out the time that he had me off, uh, which meant that, excuse me, I wouldn't go back to work uh, until basically the, the 1st of January uh, because I'm on vacation, uh, but, or even if he would just let me fulfill this week and, and then go back on Monday. And so when we went into the office and he said, you know, we've talked, and I said, well, I feel like I'm ready to go back. And, I, you know, I was prepared uh, for that. I'm being honest. And so he said, all right, we'll get you a letter and we'll uh, put it on there. Well, when we read the letter, it said that I could return to work tomorrow on the 15th. And, uh, you know, it just kind of hit me a little bit. And then when we got in the truck, was talking to Lynetta and, and I told her, I said, he said I can go back to work tomorrow. It, you know, it hit her. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, I wish he gave us a few days to, uh, be you know emotionally prepared for this because I cleave unto my wife I love my wife and I've enjoyed all the time that we've had here and I wished we'd have done more than what we did do in some aspects but knowing the restrictions that we had and the things that we could or couldn't do but you know I cleave unto her well the Bible I understand that cleaving means there's there's nothing can get in there um I'm tied to her. I'm, I'm clinging to her. Well, it just told me to cleave unto the Lord. And I understand that the relationship that I have with God has to be greater than the relationship that I have with my wife. And so when we talk about cleaving, 
it means that we're really holding on. We're not going to allow separation to come. Uh, we're, we're going to, um, I guess you could, you know, the old saying is, get on with a bulldog hold. We're, we're going to latch on to the Lord and His Word and His will and His way, and we're going to follow that because of our love for Him. Joshua 22, verse 5, But take diligent heed to do the commandments, or do the commandment and the law which Moses, thy servant of the Lord, Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you to love the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and cleave and to cleave again unto him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Uh, he's not telling us anything that we don't know. It's not telling us anything that's not found in the New Testament for those who would say, well, we're of the New Testament. We're the New Testament church. Listen to me. The New Testament uh, shows us this thing. Jesus said, keep my commandments. And, and, and he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Another part says his commandments are not grievous. The things that God would have us to do uh, are not a hindrance to us. They're not a burden, burden to us. Uh, they're a way of life, and the way of life is Jesus. It's God. It's servitude. It's walking in his way. Again, uh, what we're going to do in our works that we do should show our faith. And I'll tell you this, they also will show a lack of faith uh, if we're uh, not careful in what we're doing there. And then one more time in Kings uh, 8.58, it says this, that he that he may incline uh, incline our hearts unto him to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our father. Can I, can I tell you that this is not anything new, but it's just that you and I are now uh, are doing what God expected those before us to do. Uh, verse 57 in the same chapter, The Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. Let him not leave us nor forsake us. I'm so thankful Jesus said he would never leave us nor forsake us. I'm thankful the book of Psalms tells us that we have a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And so we know this. That, that he's not going to leave us nor forsake us, that he incline our hearts. Listen to me, God inclines his ears to hear. Read your books and psalms there, and you'll find how much time that God hears and answers our prayers, right? But that he would incline our hearts unto him. And God does draw us. Jesus said in Matthew, uh, Come unto me, all ye that labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, uh, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and you shall find rest for your souls. We know that uh, God is constantly calling us to come unto him. And, and, and in order to have that relationship, we must follow the Lord. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And so when we do the things that God would have us to do, we are establishing, building, and strengthening the relationship that we have with God. That is also then re-strengthening our relationship. And, and think about it this way, uh, when 
um, Isaac uh, would not let go of the angel of the Lord that he wrestled with that night. Uh, he told him he would not let him go unless he blessed him. Uh, in that, when Isaac said that, uh, he, the angel wrestled through the night. He, he, in the end, he, he said his name was Israel, but he said, Thou shalt have favor with God and with men. Uh, the establishment of the relationship that we have with the Lord uh, leads us to be favorable with God and with men. Now, not everybody likes the relationship that we have with the Lord, but listen to me. Uh, God can make our enemies at peace with us if we do the will of God. So, uh, having said all of these things here, giving us this leadership, right? We are commanded to walk in the ways of the Lord. We're commanded to follow His will, His word, follow His spirit, uh, obedient unto that. In Matthew 5, 16, this is um, a verse that I use a whole lot and I think about a whole lot uh, because it says exactly what we've been saying here. Uh, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. It's not about patting me on the back. It's about showing the Father. If you go back into verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So we're showing the world our love, our commitment, our faith unto the Lord. And, and listen to me. You're going to shine one way or the other. Either you're going to be a, a reflection of the devil and the world, or you're going to be a reflection of God, of Christ, the Holy Ghost, the will of God, the word of God. Uh, you're going to be one of the two. You're either going to have a influence for one or for the other. Uh, Acts chapter 9, trying to uh, get through these without too much dragging uh, on it there, but Acts chapter 9, uh, if you re go down through there just a little bit further, all right, and I'm going down, I'm trying to not skip but go too far there, verse 32, and it came to pass as Peter passed throughout all quarters, he came down also unto the saints which dwelt in Lydia. And there he found a certain man named Ines, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter entered. Peter, Peter said unto Ines, uh, Jesus Christ, make thee whole, arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And and all that dwelt in Lydia and Saron, Saron saw him and turned to the Lord. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tobiatha, which in, be it by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works. Now look at that. Full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. She was a woman of God. Now think about this. She was 
in this aspect here, declared as a certain disciple named Tabitha, which interpreted is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works because of her faith and trust in following Jesus. Disciple means to follow, to learn, uh, to lean on. And so she followed the teachings of the Lord. She followed the disciples, and she she leaned heavily upon that. And so she, in doing what she did, uh, was full of good works, not because of her, but because of her faith. Again, our works should show our faith. Our faith is going to be revealed in what we do uh, in our lives. Uh, so there. Uh, go over to Ephesians chapter 2. This is one that I um, use a whole bunch because it is exactly where a lot of folks like to go, right? And they'll, they'll say, well, you know, the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of, not of yourselves, not, not of works, lest any man boast, which we'll, we'll read all this. And that is absolutely 100% true. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. You and I cannot in any way, shape, or form earn it. But look at what it says going on. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh, if I thought, if I could do enough good, I could boast and, and make myself somebody, right? But I'm not. I'm going to tell you, I'm not. Preachers need to be honest about that. As people need to be honest, we're not so good that God had to save us because we're so good. We're not. We're wretched, miserable sinners. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, our righteousness is as filthy rags. So what do we need? We need the righteousness which is of Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But look at verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Our faith translates to good works in Christ Jesus. And look what he says, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. The works of God, the will of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God, the way that God would have us to go. He's telling us it's real simplistic in this that we have been created in Christ Jesus unto good works. The Lord has it laid out there. Um, if you go over to 1 Timothy, uh, just a couple more places tonight, and, and we'll be done. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2. sure I'm at the right spot here. Okay. Nope, that's what I thought. First Timothy. Here we go. All right. Now, this is also a thought that I, I had. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about this on the way home uh, this evening about some, some of the things in, in another conversation. I won't even go into that conversation. Um, but you know, the Bible t has us to have a right relationship with God, with Christ, 
but with ourselves, again, talking about cleaving unto our wives gives us an example of what we as men should do in, in our marriage, but also uh, in the relationship that we have with the Lord. But, but here's something that we show that, again, our relationship with God, even in this, shows our relationship in our marriages. Um, in our relationship is born there, okay? And, I, and I, I'm trying to, um, you know, let me not dive too far there, all right? Uh, but it says this, uh, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Again, if we believe and we serve, we're going to lift up our hands and praise the Lord. And they're going to be literally said holy hands because he has called us that is holy. Wherefore, we need to be holy. And our holiness comes through his holiness because he's holy. Christ is holy. Um, without wrath down, it said like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with same-facedness and sobriety, uh, not with void, voided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. So our relationships, again, in the Lord, what we as men should do, what they as women should do, is going to show who we are and is going to come in uh, with good works. Why? Because we're professing godliness and our godliness is revealed in what we do. Um, I, I'm not trying to be condescending, but I just don't understand how people can say I'm a Christian and then turn around and cuss and, and talk filthy uh, um, I don't understand how men can claim they have a good relationship with the Lord uh, and then gawk at other women and, and talk about them or vice versa, women talking about other men. And, you know, and I'll just say this. I don't think I can have confidence in the relationship that I have with my wife, and I don't think she can have confidence in the relationship that she has with me if either one of us or both of us would look at some, somebody else, excuse me, and, and a lot of times it's famous people that people say and say, well, she's so hot or he's so hot or whatever. That, that just tears down the relationship that men have with their wives and wives have with their husbands. Uh, it, it, just, it just destroys that. You can't be in that. And a lot of that's going on in the world today. Uh, and again, uh, just thinking about that. If I love my wife, I'm not going to do that. If she loves me, she's not going to do that. And so we need to understand that. And that also, again, those, those are things that we do. Those are deeds that we do. The way that we treat our wives, the way that the wives treat the husbands. Um, you know, uh, I've got to do a better job at doing the things that I do for my wife, and I need to do them more frequently, such as doing the dishes. And people say, oh, brother, no, listen to me very carefully. She's got her hands full doing a lot of other things. Why can't I do something to help her? And I'm not trying to make her feel bad by not doing because she didn't do it. But you know what? I told her the other day, if I had to try to figure out how to pay her or even things up for all the times she's done dishes, she's washed laundry, she's, I mean, it's impossible, right? So our job in loving one another is also in serving one another. And so we show our faith towards the Word of God 
by the things that we do, or again, the lack thereof. And so I'll leave the rest of that uh, for you to, to, I guess, figure on, on that there. But just, just thinking about this, the Bible tells us that what we're doing uh, for our wives or what we're doing as young men or older men or however you look at it, young men, older women, uh, young women, older women, uh, you can read it all through the scripture there, but it shows what we're doing shows our faith or lack thereof in the word of God and God towards our faith towards God. Uh, jump over to First Peter, excuse me, First Timothy chapter 6. Uh, it says this, verse 17, Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in earth certain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. God wants us to enjoy the things that are enjoyable, uh, rightly enjoyable, I will say that, in this life. But our, our, we're not to trust in uncertain riches. We're not to put our faith and our trust in, in the riches that we may have, but rather praise God for the blessings he's given us. Don't be uh, consumed by things but be consumed of the Lord and in the Lord, cleaving to the Lord, right? That they do good, uh, that they may, excuse me, that they do good, that they be rich in good works. There you go. Think about it. Ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Uh, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. It's far more important that we have our salvation and our relationship with the Lord right and doing the things God would have us to do, showing others Jesus, showing others God, showing others the presence of the Holy Ghost in our life by living that life for Him uh, than it is showing them what kind of vehicle or anything else that we have. Again, trying not to go too long. I've got several more uh, this evening. Uh, but, uh, you know, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, verse 17, chapter, excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And we get that through uh, the word of God. Uh, if you go back and look at verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That is the scriptures, not your philosophy, not my philosophy. Uh, you know, we have different thought patterns and so forth, but if we want to be perfectly furnished unto all good works, according to the will of God, we get that through the word of God. And I will say this, there's something that I've always hung my hat on here, and I'm just more certain of it today and more dogmatic about it than ever. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. This is the doctrine we need to live by. Um, man needs to get their nose out of trying to tell people what doctrine they should live by uh, when it's man's interpretation or philosophy and just tell people, live by the word of God. We would be a lot better off if we would just hang our hat there that the word of God is the doctrine that you and I need. Uh, Titus chapter 2, in uh, all things showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, and sincerity. Again, uh, in the word of God. Uh, that's 2.7, 2.14. 2, 
uh, it tells us that Jesus, he's the redeemer, right? He's the one who gave us these things. In verse 13, looking unto the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God in our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. In other words, desirous, wanting to do the things that God would have us do, wanting to be a light for the Lord, wanting to be uh, faithful, um, which Titus chapter 3, verse 8, this is a faithful saying, and these things uh, I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Again, this is showing our light unto those around about us. We're walking in all the ways of the Lord uh, by walking in the Word of God, living that Christian life, showing that faith. Um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Uh, we're, we're supposed to encourage one another to do the things that need to be done to live uh, the right way in the Lord Jesus. And in our last spot is in 1 Peter chapter <clears throat> 2, verse 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul having your conscience honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify God in the day of visitation. Look at that very carefully. I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lust, which war against your soul. Those are not things that are going to show glory unto God. They're not going to be good works. Having your conscience honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak evil against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, they're going to see what you're doing. Look at that. Which they shall behold, glorify God, in the day of visitation. Again, goes right back to Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Our works should show our faith. And by our works, the things that we do, the way we behave ourselves, um, our actions, uh, people are going to understand whether or not we have a good relationship or bad relationship with the Lord. Uh, something we all can improve on. Again, as I said tonight, I know myself, I'm not perfect. Uh, and I can do a better job, and I want to do a better job and strive to do a better job. And if I'll do a better job, I'll be a better husband, a better dad, a better granddad, uh, a better brother, uh, a better uncle, a better pastor. I'll just be a better man of God. And I'll show others, again, how, that God, how much God means to me in my life by the way that I act and the things that I do.
Father, tonight I thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy. I thank you, dear God, for your blessings. I thank you most of all, Father, tonight again for salvation. Lord, I ask you to reach down, touch, lead, God, and direct each and every heart and life. May we, Father, be an influence for you instead of a negative. And dear God, I pray, Lord, this evening, just let your will be accomplished in our lives and our lives in your will. In Jesus' name, and amen. Thank you so much for your prayers and attentiveness tonight. Pray God bless and keep you safe, and we shall see you at the next appointed time, Lord willing.